This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. How would you like a 15% discount to my daily email, the stack of stuff, the show notes, discounts to the conference, all of that? All you need to do is text the word show to 33777. You'll get the annual subscription with a 15% discount to my daily email. You'll get the stack of stuff, the links to the show notes, discounts to the conference, and so much more. All you have to do is text the word show, S-H-O-W, to 33777. Text show to 33777. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the United States. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, we'll open the phone lines now for you guys to call in. I got other stuff to talk about. Um, Actually, some rather interesting stories that are starting to percolate out there. We need to talk about the climate. Well, we don't really need to talk about the climate. We need to talk about the the, the climate change people. These, these activists on the left are getting really annoying. They glue themselves to works of art and deface works of art because they want attention for the climate. They, they glue themselves to streets. You know that the, the Hamas supporters are doing this now too over the, what, Christmas they tried to blockade access to the Los Angeles International and, and JFK in New York, disrupting people's travel plans. Really, the way to make people sympathetic to a group of terrorists is to terrorize people. Yes, geniuses. There's a uh, there's a bar near where I broadcast from in Atlanta, um, and Manuel's Tavern is very famous Democratic hangout. A lot of Democratic politicians go, Democrats, Democrats. And uh, protesters, pro-Hamas protesters, disrupted Christmas celebrations there the other day. And uh, the mayor of Atlanta has given a speech over near there today. And, and the, the Antifa people vandalized the place last night. I mean, at least they're targeting Democrats for this stuff. I find it funny when the left starts targeting Democrats. And I mean, you're ruining the travel plans of people from JFK and L.A. Uh, the tra- traveling out of New York and Los Angeles. You're probably disrupting the plans of Democrats to make them mad. So that the the ha- Hamas supporters have gotten their strategies from the global warming nuts. And Greta Thunberg's on both sides. She's scowling at everybody. That kid's face. Do you all remember? When I was a kid, so it was before I was born, but I remember the reruns. There was this show, y'all, if you're my age, you, I, I know you know this. So Philip, Philip is our millennial, not only millennial, sheltered millennial at that. Whenever I take him on a trip, I got to make him watch a movie that he wasn't allowed to watch when he grew up. So Philip, there was a program before I was born back in the days when TV was black and white. 
but you could watch the reruns when I was a kid. And it was called The Twilight Zone. One of the most famous episodes of The Twilight Zone was a a horrible, horrible group of kids whose very wealthy father was dead, and he made them put on these masks. And if they wore the masks until midnight, they would inherit his fortune. And the masks were in, in the form of vices and, and greed and things. One of them looked like a pig and others. And at midnight, they took off the masks, and their faces were forever permanently just like the mask. That's going to happen to Greta Thunberg. She is forever going to, like, have a scowl. She's going to have to have plastic surgeons give her, like, a Joker-like smile by the time this is all over. I mean, she's just she's going to have to have, a, like, some massive pull back on her face to try to get that kid to smile again. She's just upset about everything. She hates the Jews. She hates the capitalists. She hates the Americans. She hates big industry. She hates she hates everything. Greta Thunberg. Well, it's not just her though. So much of the left is really they've embraced it. And again, this goes to my book, You Shall Be as Gods, this new religion. The environmentalists They are a religion unto themselves, and they're seeking to indoctrinate others, and it's becoming very dangerous. Thomas uh, Kentonacci at at Fox News has the story, left-wing climate group is quietly preparing judges for global warming cases. The Washington, D.C.-based Environmental Law Institute created the Climate Judiciary Project in 2018, establishing a first-of-its-kind resource to provide reliable, up-to-date information about climate change litigation. The project's reach has extended to various state and federal courts, including powerful appellate courts, and comes as various cities and states pursue high-profile litigation against the oil industry. As the body of climate litigation grows, judges must consider complex scientific and legal questions, many of which are developing rapidly, says their website. To address these issues, the Climate Judiciary Project of the Environmental Law Institute is collaborating with leading national judicial education institutions to meet judges' needs for basic familiarity with climate science methods and concepts. In other words, the Federal Judicial Center, funded by taxpayers overseen by the federal court system, the Education and Research Agency of the Federal Courts is partnering with a left-wing dark money group to train judges nationwide on climate change so they come down on the supposed right side of the issue, so they side with the left. The wokes have co-opted the Federal Judicial Center and the Administrative Office of the U.S. Courts. And by the way, it's it's not just on this issue. It's on trans issues and other things. Uh, they are trying to steer federal judges towards the left with education. Now, they can only do so much with conservative-appointed judges. But law clerks and others, they're getting their educational training from this, this federal education, federal judicial education center. And the federal judicial education center is being trained by far-left activists funded by far-left environmental causes to be able to indoctrinate. And it's not just them. The Free Beacon has this. The Associated Press's latest foreign donor wants to transform journalists into community activists on climate change. The KR Foundation, a Danish nonprofit that seeks the rapid phase out of fossil fuels, gave the equivalent of $300,000 to the Associated Press in December of 2022. 
Though the AP says it is committed to the highest practical degree of transparency regarding its backers, the news outlet added the KR Foundation to its list of current philanthropic supporters only this past month. It's the latest left-wing charity to fund the Associated Press, which it says it is read by 4 billion people each day. Philanthropies that support packing the Supreme Court, defunding the police, and other left-wing initiatives have contributed millions of dollars to the Associated Press. The KR Foundation sees media outlets as a prime target to push its climate agenda. It funds media outlets to significantly influence the media narrative about climate policy. Its grant to the Associated Press, which extends through December of 2024, is used for the Wire Service's Global Scholars Network. Essentially, they are training reporters to be climate activists, to not tell the facts, but tell a narrative to persuade people, to scare people about the climate. So you've got this this multi-track happening with progressive donors. They are training reporters to no longer tell the truth about the climate, but to scare people into believing all aspects of climate change. And now they're training federal judges and law clerks to side with the climate activists. The the amount of money being poured in by left-wing donors, and by the way, there's no comparison on the right. You should know this. Conservative donors tend not to be as ideological as progressive donors. This is why the left is able to do these things. Conservative donors, in my experience, and I got a lot of experience dealing with conservative donors, they want a return on investment that's financial. There are some but few conservative donors who fund things for points on the board. Almost to a person, progressive donors are advancing an ideological mission. And until conservative donors change, you're not going to see the sort of combative mentality that the left is putting into these issues on the right. The climate change, and listen, I'll tell you where I come down on this. I think that the world is changing, the climate is changing, and that climate change is measurable. However, I think a lot of it is natural. We are a little blue ball orbiting through the vast reaches of space. And we are not too far from this giant ball of plasma undergoing a constant nuclear reaction called the sun. We found climate change on other planets, including Mars. It's hard to believe a planet without people is experiencing climate change, and we are too. And yet suddenly we're the ones to blame for it on this planet. When you have 7, 8 billion people on a planet in an ecosystem, yes, we can affect the planet. I also think it's adaptable. It's completely adaptable. But the left doesn't want us to adapt because the left actually wants us to give up capitalism. The left wants us to undermine our way of life. The left wants us to regress. And they're using climate change as a backdoor way to sabotage free market economics. They're using climate change as a way to move us to a command and control society where it is the federal government and the governments of the world that collaborate together to set the economic flow of goods And it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. They're co-opting the environment and using it to cover for what their actual end goal is, which is the regression of humanity into a quasi-Marxist state. 
Oh, some of you think that sounds nuts. No, no, no. All these people remember all these environmental activists were funded by the Soviet Union in the 1980s. That's why they were called watermelons, green on the outside, red on the inside. They appear to be environmentalists. They were actually communists, and they used the environment as a way to advance communism, and they're still doing the same thing, even without the Soviet money. Remember, the Chinese are now funding some of these groups. And left-wing wealthy donors have embraced environmentalism as their religion. They are the gods, and they believe we are the gods, and we can shape the planet. And now they want to not they want to indoctrinate your kids. They want to indoctrinate federal judges and federal law clerks. They want to indoctrinate the press. You know, it, it, there are a lot of local media outlets around the country. They're doing the same thing. So here in Georgia, hey, if you're in the state legislature in Georgia, if you're a Republican, you should listen to this. A group has come into middle and south Georgia, and they're buying up a bunch of local newspapers. And they're funded, literally are funded by George Soros and other left-wing philanthropists. And they've put the former head of the, the Democratic Party in Georgia in charge of the operation to run these newsrooms. So you Republicans in Georgia, they're doing this around the country. In, in Georgia, they've hired the former head of the Democratic Party of Georgia, who's also a newspaper owner, to run this operation. You're about to be slammed in every local newspaper in the middle and south Georgia, you Republicans are going to be targeted because this left-wing uh, philanthropy group is helping buy up these newspapers, and you and I both know they're going to use them for an ideological cause against you. And they're doing this around the country. And, and major newspapers, regional newspapers, are having these environmental nonprofits hire reporters whose job is climate or or race relations, and, and they're left-wing activists, and they're shaping newspapers around the country. This is why newspapers are less and less relevant and more and more going out of business, because you've got left-wing activists who are being employed to spread the left-wing agenda through the pages of the newspaper. Major newspapers around the country, the regional and local level, are being funded by left-wing activists to not tell people what's going on, but to give people an ideologically framed narrative. It's not just the New York Times. It's actually going to start happening worse at the local level as these progressive Soros-funded groups start doing this stuff. This isn't conspiracy. This is actually happening. And you're not going to learn the truth, and they're going to censor those who tell the truth. There are plenty of climate scientists I know who believe climate change is real, but believe that uh, the loudest voices in the room have become hysterical about it, are not telling the full truth about it, are exaggerating it because they have a financial interest to do so. They have a financial interest to shut down uh, conservatives. They have a financial interest to shut down uh, free market economics. It's all ideologically driven. They're taking a kernel of truth. Yes, climate is changing. And they're amplifying the left-wing causes they can wrap into it to try to affect left-wing change. It has nothing actually to do about saving the planet and everything to do with destroying our way of life and moving us towards a socialist communist system. They've been doing this since the 1980s, and now they've latched on to climate change as the next way to do it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point-of-sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
I assume by now you know that the Epstein lists began coming out last night, except uh, the federal servers, well, they hanged themselves. They they, <laughs> they hung up last night. Seriously, the servers, so many people were trying to download the Epstein list that um, the servers, uh, they, they stalled out and crashed. <laughs> or was it Hillary Clinton stopping? I, I don't know. Um, here's the problem, though, and, and this is why I'm, I'm only uh, dealing with this in, in this uh, short segment here. Um, a lot of what we know so far, people are treating this as major revelations, is actually old news. Uh, the the uh, Pritzker, Clinton, Trump, uh, Dershowitz, others, that they've all been mentioned before, along with some of the victims, uh, the, the what Prince Andrew and, and the like. Uh, the, nothing untoward towards Donald Trump. He was on the plane, uh, but nothing untowards about him. Uh, Clinton, there's some iffy questions about him. Uh, the Pritzker dude who is connected to what I, I guess is related to the Pritzker, who's the governor and the Pritzker who's on the board of Harvard where Jeffrey Epstein had an office. There are some sketchy ties there with Harvard and Epstein and the Pritzkers. But a lot of this stuff is really old news. We're still waiting for bigger news to come out. And, and a lot of the names that are coming out aren't actually going to be like traffickers, but people who worked for Jeffrey Epstein, like household staff, maids and butlers, and also the victims. One of the victims has asked not to be revealed. The court is weighing that. Um, but it, it really ha- was kind of funny to me last night to watch people on social media as, as some names started leaking out. They're like, oh, my gosh, really? It's like. Um, you're referencing news that is about five years old, people. Um, but, I mean, there's clearly an interest in it. I suspect we're going to find a lot of names that no one even knows who they are, um, executives, businessmen, and others who are going to be justifiably looked into as to what they were dealing with. But, man, that whole Epstein thing, what a, what a creepy, creepy dude. And it's just amazing how, like, all these really wealthy people will surround themselves with these creepy people. It always amazes me when I encounter like uh, wealthy billionaires who are like donors in the GOP and they surround themselves oftentimes, not all the times, but oftentimes they surround themselves with people who couldn't get a job in the real world, but can sweet talk a billionaire and, and somehow manage their political. It's just, it's, that's a weird world to people. My goodness. Now, speaking of money, I am so delighted to have old glory bank advertising. They're, they're my bank. Uh, they actually are my bank, and you can get an account with Old Glory Bank in less than eight minutes. And why should you? First of all, go to oldglorybank.com. Why should you get an account with Old Glory Bank? Well, if you're looking for the flexibility of an online bank, Old Glory Bank makes it very easy, and it's run by conservatives. It was actually founded by a group of businessmen who become very concerned about the trend of some major banks of this country to stop doing business with conservative business causes and conservative nonprofits and others. And so they bought a bank in Oklahoma. Uh, they've rebranded it as Old Glory. They've got a nationwide footprint. You can get checking and savings. You can get great rates. You can do bill pay everything you can do with your bank. You can do with Old Glory. If you're setting up a bank for your kids, savings and checking, great place to do it, oldglorybank.com oldglorybank.com. You can set up an account in less than eight minutes for yourself, for your kids, savings, checkings, you name it, oldglorybank.com. Greetings and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, I am happy to take your phone call. We have a breaking news situation. 
The United States military has conducted airstrikes in Iraq, killing the local Iranian leader who organized attacks on the American personnel. Abu Taqwa is his name. He's the militia leader. Um, so the United States has done this at the same time, the same time the um, a, ISIS has taken responsibility for you thought they were gone. Obama said we had gotten rid of them. Not really. Um, they have taken responsibility for the terror attack in Iran. I actually want to spend time on that issue with what's going on in the Middle East later, give you more of an overview of it. Uh, CNN tonight, they're going to do town halls, uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, separately. There will be a debate as well with those two on stage. No one else qualified. Vivek, Chris Christie, they're they're out. Christie says he's going nowhere in the race. He says it would be belittling to his supporters uh, to suggest that they would immediately go to Nikki Haley, but that's actually what the polling shows. I've had Christy on the program uh, uh, several times. We've invited the other candidates to come on, by the way. Christy takes us up on it. Um, but I just, I at this point, I, it's probably time for him to go away. Um, I mean, look, I, I, I personally like the guy. Don't agree with him on everything. Like the guy, but he's, if he says he's committed to stopping Donald Trump, whether you are or not, he says he is. He can't do it. The only competitive person in New Hampshire is Nikki Haley and polling that shows that shows as well that his supporters would go her direction. Um, but he just can't let go of running for office, I guess. I I, I don't know. Um, he probably should. That's not what I want to talk about, though, right now. It's happened again. Campaign staff to Joe Biden have issued an anonymous letter protesting Joe Biden's support of Israel against Hamas. This comes after White House staff did the same thing. White House staffers complained about Joe Biden supporting Hamas or supporting Israel, not Hamas. And now they're upset about on the campaign the same thing. Now, you will recall the weird story that this White House staffer letter was organized on a Slack chat where someone jumped into the Slack chat who doesn't appear to be a real person and doesn't appear to have even worked with the White House staff. And yet this woman was able to organize the White House staffers into an anonymous letter. And now it's the White House campaign staff as well. A group of aides hired to reelect President Biden is breaking with him on the conflict between Israel and Hamas. In a letter shared with the West Wing playbook of Politico, 17 current Biden campaign staffers called directly on the president to push for a permanent ceasefire in the months-long slog. Quote, as your staff, we believe it is both a moral and electoral imperative for you to publicly call for a cessation of violence. They wrote anonymously. Complicit in the death of over 20,000 Palestinians, 8,200 of whom are children, simply cannot be justified. I want to make a point and I need you to take it to heart. When you cite the death toll of people in the Palestinian territory, you are citing Hamas propaganda sources. You're not citing the actual death toll. You're citing what Hamas wants you to believe. And we don't know whether it's true or not. Show us the bodies. 
That's what they wanted Israel to do when it came to the thousands of Israelis who were killed. Show us the bodies. They won't do that because they overinflate the death toll. And part of that death toll as well is because Hamas uses civilian infrastructure from which to launch its rockets. So they know Israel is going to kill people in Gaza when trying to stop Hamas. Now, why aren't you people who are so concerned about these dead Palestinians calling for Hamas to to surrender? It's very notable, is it not, that the people who are upset with all the deaths in Gaza are not calling for Hamas to surrender. They're calling for Israel to be punished and for Israel to be pressured to stop. Why is that exactly, you Nazis? Why is it always the Jews who have to stop, not Hamas? Why is it always Israel must do something, not Hamas? And why are you so willing to take everything Hamas says through its propaganda outlets at face value, but question everything Israel says? The New York Times has a pretty explosive report, or at least it should be, on how Hamas used rape as a weapon against the Israelis brutalized Israeli women. One Israeli woman was raped so violently they broke her pelvis and then they shot her in the back of the head. Hamas sympathizers have circulated a rumor that this was all discredited and the New York Times had to withdraw its story. You've probably heard on social media that the New York Times had to walk back much of its reporting. That actually is not true. The New York Times has walked back nothing. They stand by the report. I find it just very telling that loud voices who wish for there to be a ceasefire don't call on Hamas to engage in a ceasefire. They call on Israel to engage in a ceasefire. I find it very telling that it's always the Jews in Israel who must do something, not Hamas. The Anti-Defamation League has uh, some employees. They're mad at uh, Jonathan Greenblatt, the head of the Anti-Defamation League, for calling Hamas monsters, for using dehumanizing language against Hamas. They put children in ovens and turned the ovens on to kill the children. This is documented. This is not made up, and it's notable the number of people who refuse to believe it, the number of people who will not acknowledge it, who demand to see the charred remains of the children inside the ovens in order to believe it. It's the same people who deny the Holocaust. Show me the dead Jews, which you can't do because it's so far removed. Show me them. It's almost like wokeism is designed to obfuscate evil. It's the wokes, time and time again, who can't recognize evil. It is wokeism. It is part of this this critical theory nonsense of Marxism. And critical theory is designed and and is, is derived at through Marxist ideology so that you can't see evil. There is clear evil here, and it's not on the Israeli side. And these White House staffers... And these Biden campaign staffers 
and these Anti-Defamation League staffers, all of them steeped in wokeism, are no longer able to recognize evil. Did God really say? This is a dangerous thing that's happening in society. When young people, steeped in Ivy League education and the like, public education and public schools in America, aren't able to recognize evil and aren't able to distinguish between sides because they've been taught now, indoctrinated, that it's no longer about good and evil, it's about oppressed and oppressor. It's about colonizer and the colonized. And when everything is there, when everything is fueled through that framework, you no longer actually do get to distinguish between good and evil because your frame for good and evil is put through an intersectional lens of who was the stronger and who was the weaker. And that lens is so often framed through skin color because Israelis tend to have lighter skin than the Palestinians. They are presumed to be European transplants who are presumed to be the dominant race and the oppressor. Therefore, anything you do against them is payback for oppression. And anything you do against the Palestinians who threw children in ovens and baked them alive, well, you know, what they did was in some way justified, according to the left. You have to understand it through the oppressed-oppressor framework. 20,000, 30,000 Palestinians, we don't actually know how many people are dead. That's just a Hamas talking point. I do really, truly, I, I want you to understand that we don't know how many Palestinians, we know a lot of Palestinians have been killed. And they've been killed because of what Hamas did. They've been killed because Hamas uses their schools and their mosques and their hospitals and their civilian areas in which to launch their terror operations because they know that when Israel responds, Israel will have to take out areas where there will be a civilian death toll. And we note when the people parrot the Hamas talking point about the death toll, they demand that the Israelis take action to stop killing Palestinians as opposed to demanding Hamas stop demanding Hamas stand down. They can't actually nuance the evil. They can't actually navigate the evil. They can't actually deal with the evil because their brains have been broken. And a lot of them, frankly, are just anti-Semites. They hate the Jews because they hate the Jews. What's remarkable is they've been put in positions inside the Anti-Defamation League where they're upset with the Anti-Defamation League standing with Jews. One of the whole purposes of the ADL is to stand for Jews. And they're upset with Joe Biden from inside his White House and inside his campaign for standing with the Israelis who did not provoke, were at a ceasefire with, and were not expecting an attack from Hamas. If you can't understand that Israel gets the right to defend itself ruthlessly against ruthless killers who use Palestinians as human shields, there's something deeply wrong with you. Every single Palestinian who has been killed, every single Palestinian who has been killed, whatever that number is, has died because of what Hamas did, not because of what Israel did. And if you can't acknowledge that simple fact, you probably are an anti-Semite. And I'm not going to convince you but I am going to ignore you, just as Joe Biden is doing 
with the anti-Semites on his campaign staff and inside the White House. And the bigger issue for Joe Biden is that he should figure out who these people are and purge them. And you should note they're not brave enough to give their names. They're not brave enough to tell you who they are, which is why you, like he, should ignore them. All right, I will move on. Um, So I have a kid. She's been accepted to college. She's going to engineering school. And we are a Mac family, generally. I'm an Apple guy. Um, And I used to be able to build PCs. When I was in high school and college, I'd build PCs. I loved to. It was fun. I wanted a Mac, but I was a PC Windows guy. Well, it's all too advanced for me now, but I've got vision computers, so I don't have to worry about it. So as my kid heads off to engineering school, they're going to want her to have a PC with AutoCAD and stuff, not a Mac. And we'll be letting Vision build another PC in our house, not just for my one kid. So if you've got a kid, you're planning on sending them off to college and you want the best technology, you want Vision computers to build their computers. And here's another reason why. When they get off to college and they need help with their computer, they'll be given a phone number by Vision. 15 seconds or less, Vision will answer the phone and help them with whatever they need on their computer faster than a Google search. So less downtime for you, less downtime for your kid as they're starting their college career, less heartache, less panic, less stress. They'll have Vision on their side. Now, if you're a small businessman and you want the same thing for your company, you've got 100 employees, you've got 50 employees, you've got five employees. Vision can build everyone their laptops and desktops and then be their IT department as well. But here's the thing. You're a small businessman right now and Vision hasn't built your computers but you need help. Vision can help you for a small annual fee. So you can rely on Vision to help you and your employees. 15 seconds or less, they answer the phone, they answer the question, how do I save this? How do I do this? How do I move a document? How do I use my C drive? How do I set up the printer? How do I set up email? Or something's not working, Vision can take care of it. So you have peace of mind because Vision Computer's on your side. Build a lifetime relationship with them. They're so good. We use them in the Ericsson household with my son's gaming PC. We're about to with my daughter as she goes off to college and she needs a PC. Visioncomputers.com is the website. Visioncomputers.com. But you should call them at 404-COMPUTE. 404-COMPUTE. Tell them I sent you, you get an even better deal. They can build you a laptop or a desktop PC. And then they can be your IT department. They can be your peace of mind keeping you online. Visioncomputers.com or 404 Compute. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson. To the phones we go. Terry, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm doing okay, Eric. Um, What's going on? Yesterday, I was listening to the news. Um, um, Charlie James was talking about a... um, I guess a bill or something they're trying to pass that parents have to get a permission slip signed by their child of 12 years old, younger, or even, I guess, up to the age of 18 to get uh, information on their medical treatment from their doctors. And that concerns me. And I don't know, I understand why parents are not raising their Okay, concerns. so this this is a this is a a a big deal. It's happening in in some states. Let me explain this one, Terry. So, there are some states, California is one of them that want to essentially restrict parental access to the treatments doctors may be giving to kids. This is all part of the trans agenda. The problem here is yeah. is it is it's unconstitutional and and I know it's unconstitutional because the Supreme Court has already ruled on these sorts of issues in the past that um, parents have uh, being the parent 
have the right to oversee the care of the child. And so a doctor cannot restrict parents from access to their children's information, not just because of the Constitution, but because of one big key issue here, insurance, because the parent is the coverage of the provider of the insurance coverage. Right. That's what concerns me, that parents aren't saying, I pay for their insurance. I pay what the insurance doesn't cover, but yet these laws are coming out. Because if it was my child, had my child, um, I had a daughter that that knew some kind of shot came out to help prevent um, venereal diseases or something. Had they not asked me and gave it to my daughter, not not understanding it at 14, what what it meant? She could have had reactions, and I would have never known what was so wrong it, with her. You're you're right, and, and I got to let you go there because because got a break coming. But yeah, I, I'm I'm not super worried about this. In all honesty, uh, I, I'm not super worried because I do actually think that uh, the courts will not uphold it. Now, I'm sure progressives will, but it'll get to the Supreme Court eventually. Um, and there's actually copious um, prior litigation and, and appeals and in. Uh, decisions on parental rights in, for example, access to healthcare information and things like that. 